Welcome back to Season 2 of TK's A Brigade. I am your host, TK. Today we are continuing our three-part series with my guest, Rock Armstrong. Rock is a former Coloradoan who now lives in my hometown, Cedar Rapids. And I was able to get Rock on the telephone and we were able to discuss some things that are going on in and around our culture. It's nice to have someone who has a similar perspective as me. It's also nice to have somebody who can speak their mind respectfully. So please tune in as Rock and I continue our conversation here on TK's A Brigade. Because a lot of times, you know, you you hear these people, you know, they they cast judgment on a specific type of sin. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I know the Bible says that, you know, uh, that sexual sin is a sin against your own body. But it, but but it's still sinful nature. And when you're when you're disobedient and you're not pleasing the Father with your actions and what you do, you know, and you try to justify what you're doing by, like I had a I had a guy that I was friends with. This was years ago, but he justified stealing because he was hungry, so he would steal food from the grocery store. But he didn't have a job, he didn't have any money, and so but his justification for stealing was because he was hungry, and in his mind that was valid. And so when you say, how can somebody, and this is just my, obviously my opinion, how can somebody say that, you know, taking uh, a woman's quote unquote right uh, to make a choice to terminate a pregnancy is her inherent right because it's her body, her choice. But it's like rationally, is that, how do you, how do you rationalize that thinking? Right? You how know, do you... and that's, that's the tough part because, so our goal is so i can go around uh, what is it what is it in first corinthians when it says though i surrender my body to the flames but have not love i gain nothing uh-huh. um you know i could go on a political rampage or on a on a moral rampage you know all over the world all over the earth and and, and fight for rights and fight for um you know feeding the hungry and and on all these stuff that are really really good but what's the what's our whole purpose is to to spread the gospel and we use whatever methods as far as from the scripture from our experiences that we can to get that gospel out there and so and so as a christian i you know we don't we don't go up and tell the world say oh well you need you shouldn't commit adultery because that's what god said no we give them the good news and and that's what the gospel is it's not advice it's not it's not um telling someone how to live it's just telling them the good news and people can either accept it or reject it and that's where I've really done some growing lately because I can get into that very, um, you know, that parasitical mindset. Like if I've got a friend, you know, struggling with sin. Well, at least I don't deal with that kind of sin. But you know what? I am disgusting, just as disgusting oh, with sin. Come on, bro. As, <laughs> come yeah, on. as anyone else. And so the idea is that we continually go to God in the way that we, 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 we get changed by it once we get the gospel. If we, if we don't get the gospel, yes, people can quit drinking. Yes, people can quit um drugs or or change their life people do that but but that's just the grace of god but if you get the gospel and you cling on to jesus and you hold on to him those things will drop off and it's not such a struggle like for me when when i the last day i had a drink of alcohol it was because god slapped the living daylights out of me and woke me up and i i haven't even you know i haven't gone back and then there's that sanctification process where then, oh, okay, this is bad too. I should probably quit joking around about 
this or, you know, whatever it is that we're dealing with. Right. And so, yeah, it's just, it's that gospel. And so that's where I, I always want to be careful because I, you know, there's some arguments that we're just not going to win. Being a white male, we are not going to win an argument against, uh, against, you know, hardcore left uh, democratic ways of thinking, you know, but Jesus, was he a Democrat or Republican? He was neither and both, you know, right, he was neither he, right. because he didn't fall under any, any kind of worldly organization, but he was both because, you know, there's things on the right that are good, like, you know, traditional, like marriage and things like that. But then on the left, they're really good about social justice and making sure that um, the, 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 the poor are fed and things like that. So there is a little bit of both on there that he would take from, but yeah, he would not vote either way. Right, he would affiliate himself, and and I think too, you know, when you bring that up, I think you know if, if we could go back in time, right, and we could sit and listen and watch um, the way the Pharisees and the the Sadducees responded to Jesus in the temple and in and you know in the marketplaces, just watching their body language and watching their facial expressions when he would start teaching, I I personally think, and it just again my opinion. But I think that, you know, they wanted when, when, when you know, when they would uh, recite scripture and that talks about the Messiah coming, you know, and their expectation of, of the Messiah coming and, and you know, set, setting a kingdom on earth to overthrow Rome and, and, you know, to put the Jewish people back on top, essentially, right? You know, this expectation that they had been conditioned and learned and been, you know, like steeped in tradition, right? And then they're watching him and they're listening to him and they're going, wait a minute, you're, you're, uh, you're opposing or you're, you're contradicting what we believe to be that the Messiah is supposed to be. And Jesus is like, but don't you realize that that's not who I'm going to be like, and you're not, you're not listening. So when we look at modern day people, modern day, um, you know, Pharisees and Sadducees, modern day uh, unbelievers. Like I have a friend who is uh, an atheist, right? And mm-hmm. I say friend because her, like her and I, have been friends uh, for 26 years. And I don't, I don't, I don't cast judgment on her, but I do make it a point in my life, as my, as my witness of my actions, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Right? I don't, I don't cast judgment at her. I, you know, I mean, I. I but what's interesting, and I found this out recently, is she wants to, to uh, have a conversation about abortion because even though she's an atheist, she believes and she's a pro-life mindset. She doesn't oh, wow. believe in abortion. Okay. And so that's what's funny is we, we were talking recently and I said, what's interesting about that is that the narrative that, you know, the, the, uh, the media wants to propagate is that in order for you to be a Republican, oh, then you're a Christian. Oh, if you're right. an African American, then you must vote Democrat. Yes. And and this narrative is being propagated by our media outlets for the purpose of what? Well, I mean, we could sit here and debate or we could sit here and have a conversation as to why they're doing that. But the bottom line is, in my opinion, you know, the prince of the air, the the, the ruler of this world is going to try to uh, mix as many different types of Kool-Aid in the mix and, and, and dilute and confuse and misdirect as many human beings as possible, right? Because he knows his demise. Yes. And so when, when, you get, uh, when you get somebody who has um, an ab- abnormally different 
view of of some specific topic to me is intriguing because like i said bro i've sat in prison cells with guys that are doing two life sentences plus 45 years and the the crimes they committed were violent i mean violent and to listen to their story and to and to learn about what human nature and what the human being is capable of doing i mean we look at cain right and i mean it started there with murder you know that's one aspect so when we talk about a woman and, and, and a decision to make a choice. So, I mean, like you live in Cedar Rapids, bro. I live in Loveland, which is funny because we both have lived the same place. Yes. So you live in Cedar Rapids and you and like you're saying, like the Dairy Queen down on 16th Street, people just pulling in buy drugs like it's no big deal. Yes. And, and the house about two, 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 uh, you know, maybe 200 feet away. Yeah, and they just meet him over there. You know, it's really an easy drop location. And that's what right <laughs> down the that's right down the street from Polk Elementary, isn't it? Um, you know, I don't remember the name of the school over there. Yeah, yeah there's Polk. Oh, it's no, Polk. Garfield, there's Garfield over there. Well, Garfield's up on uh, on Oakland Road, and yes. Dan, by Daniel's Park. And then if you go down, yeah, you go towards Dairy Queen. There's a uh, Polk Elementary. Is like just okay. like closer to High V. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My kids go to Kenwood. Uh, Kenwood. It used to be just the Kenwood Elementary. Now it's Kenwood Leadership Academy. Or something. Oh yeah, man, Kenwood, so, bro. I, I had a friend that used to be a teacher at Kenwood, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 And, and so, and what's funny too is I was telling my friend, uh, my friend Canton yesterday, you know, because again we were talking about perception and like when he first met me, like he, you know, he sees this big, you know, white bald dude. But actually, I'm a mixture of different cultures from different uh, backgrounds and ethnicity. And I do have a lighter shade of skin, even though I do have Native American blood. It's definitely perception and perspective. You know, we talked about that. And I said, you know, but I grew up, I didn't grow up, I didn't just grow up with African American people. I grew up with Somalians and Vietnamese and Cambodians. And, and like, you know, where the, you've been over the Czech village, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, like when I was a kid, bro, like Cedar Rapids was a melting pot because the University of Iowa had the largest foreign exchange student program in, in the D1 colleges. So you had people coming from all over the world. And because Cedar Rapids is cheaper, you know, you I mean, you had little areas over by Kirkwood and over by Hawkeye Downs that were like neighborhoods of complete like Vietnamese or North or you know or Korean or you know yeah. or Japanese or or whatever and then you go to the southeast side and the same thing and so this perception that you know we just have you know f- pitchforks and you know we're milking cows all the time <laughs> but but I think right. I think it's the same thing with with the Christian body because you know, you see somebody who's wearing a clean cut suit and, he, you know, and, and they've got their hairs perfectly done and they're wearing, you know, hundred dollar shoes and, you know, whatever. And you're like, oh, that guy must live a perfect life or he must, you know, he must have everything right, you know, going on in his life. And yep. then but then when you actually examine it and you go, oh, so you're a thief, a, a liar, a, you know, a, an adulterer, you know, and a drunk. And then you look at a guy with a like a beard down like in the middle of his chest. He's covered in tattoos. He's wearing a leather jacket, but inside the leather jacket is a well-worn Bible that he yep. is in every day and his actions reflect what he reads and what he studies. Yes, yep, that is very true. You know, I was actually at at church. I go to Veritas. Um it probably wasn't around when you were here. Where's it at? It's actually it's it's over it's downtown on the corner of 3rd and... 
it's kind of right down there by the YMCA and the Ark. Oh, dude, I know uh, right, I know right where you're talking about. But it's, but it's a. So I was at church and there was a there's a homeless guy that was in there and we've been having a group of homeless people come in and it's been really awesome and and um, so I went down and saw, you know just sat and talked to him and and I you know God just gave me a heart for him and I was like what's going on you know I said, well, I said so where do you live and well I don't have a home I said and I knew that but I was asking to make sure. And I said, so what brought you there? Like, how long have you been homeless? What's up? And he was like, well, I, you know, I basically lost my mind a couple years ago and, you know, I lost my job and I just, you know, haven't pulled it together. And, you know, and I had a lot of compassion for him and we were, we were talking and it was a very dry, you know, high level conversation. And I, and I was just like, you know, God just, I could tell God just wanted me to love on him because he, I had this heart for him. And so finally at the end, the people got out of church service because we were in, you know, we were just in the hallways and everyone's walking out and you know going through the church and everything and and everyone looked so perfect and pretty and everything and and i thought god what is he thinking so i looked over and i said i said you know all these all these people coming i said looks like they're pretty and perfect and they have these perfect little lives and everything just looks amazing from the outside looking in doesn't it and he goes yeah and he kind of smiled i said bro each one of them are just as broken as you and me come on and and that was like the first time that I actually saw him kind of smile through that whole process and and you know since then we've kind of developed a little bit of a relationship and I've got his phone number and um, we're gonna hopefully connect and maybe I can give him some work and he has found some work since then so um, so it's just been you know it's just amazing like what God does and what God does for our perception and we just need to realize that and and yeah we go to church and we dress nice and that's okay you know but I kind of go to church on purpose like. Not on purpose. I just go comfortable, bro. I'll, I'll like go with tears in my jeans and a shirt that says, a cartoon shirt that says, "Oh my God, why is my boyfriend not a skater?" You know, <laughs> and and um, just crap like that. You know, and I, it's not because I'm trying to be cool or whatever. It's just I don't. I'm not trying to. Um, like I just landed a job and I'm gonna have to dress nice there, so I'm not going to at church uh, just because I don't have to. You know. Right. And that's where that's where God. You were saying about Pharisees earlier and things like that. That's kind of what's happened. So we're in like a post-Christian culture, like back in the 50s and stuff. Kind of losing in there. I'm sorry, the 30s. Up to There was a little bit of a revival in the U.S. where, you know, people were asleep. They knew the Bible, but they just weren't acting it. And then and then people started coming alive. And then what happened is that time went on and you had the 60s and 70s go through. And then people associate the Bible with men that lord over their houses or beat their wives or drunks that don't admit that they're actually drunks and all this lack of transparency and all this stuff and and then you know and so people have a bad taste in their mouth and so what's happened in this post-christian culture is that we, we it's almost like instead of going out and preaching on the street corners like what worked back then it's about developing relationships so people can understand just as broken as everyone else i mean i i might come in here with a big smile on my face but you know what i'm happy to be around some brothers and sisters that are broken just as much as me you right know? Right, because there's not judgment there. It's not there's yeah. not this perception that you have to be perfect all the time every day. Yes, yes, but the, but the world sees it that way, and so that's what my goal is to change that perception. That no, I'm a Christian, you right. know, and 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 our lives look, should look different. But you know what, my life is not going to look the same as someone. Let's say someone that was raised in a very strict environment where their parents were, you know, like had very strict rules and everyone Harvard and you know, my life isn't going to look like that. Nor is my life not going to look like someone that was maybe raised in the, in the projects where, you know, certain things are just the norm. But each of us are, are, are blooming where we're planted, you know, to, to use that cliche, 
based on what God has done in our life. So what we know, if the gospel has gotten a hold of us, there is a change, sometimes immediate, sometimes not immediate, but that gospel is what gets a hold of us and changes us. But that change might, I'm not going to look, there's people that are not Christian that look way more Christian, you know, according to the world standards, than I look. But that's just because of the way I was either brought up or the way, the life I you know what I mean? Yeah. And so so my goal is to make sure that people understand that are around me that me being a Christian doesn't mean I'm some self-righteous guy. No, I'm a pile of crap that needs Jesus. <laughs> That's one of the truest statements that I've heard somebody um, admit in a long time because a lot of times people will think that they're perfect or um, that you know they don't have any issues in life. And in reality, they go through a lot of problems that they hide from other people. A good conversation, Rock. I am enjoying this uh, conversation with you. Uh, we are out of time today, so we will pick up next week. I want to learn a little bit more about you, how you got the name Rock, and just more about your life, man, and where you're at and your walk with God and uh, you know what you see yourself going in the future, man. So uh, good stuff, good stuff, Rock. You are listening to TK's A Brigade. I'm your host, TK. We will uh, finish up this three-part series with Rock Armstrong next week. So tune in. Check us out on Google, Anchor, Amazon platforms, TK's A Brigade. Until next week, people. Peace.